0: And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 7. Today, I'm going to give you the skinny on overtime. Who gets it, when they get it, how it's calculated, and a little-known quicksand pit about bonuses. So first off, Who gets overtime? Well, any position that's classified as non-exempt is eligible for overtime. I did a detailed review of job classifications and what qualifies as exempt versus non-exempt in an earlier episode. Be sure to listen to that when you're done with this one. When a job is eligible for overtime, it means that employee will be paid a premium amount, usually one and a half times the regular rate for any extra work. So how and what qualifies as extra? Well, that could be different state to state. At the federal level, overtime kicks in if you work more than 40 hours a work week. That's why it's important that you define what your work week is. For instance, if you determine your work week starts on Sunday and ends on Saturday, and then you have an employee who works 40 hours Monday through Friday, any time they work on Saturday will be more than 40 hours in that work week, so it will be considered overtime. However, if the same employee works 40 hours Monday through Friday, but the company sets the work week as starting on Tuesday and ending on Monday, then hours worked on Monday would be part of the last work week, so you could work Tuesday through Saturday and theoretically not trigger overtime. So, I bet you're saying to yourself, why wouldn't all companies set work weeks that start and end in the middle of the calendar week? Well, because in most cases people are off on the weekends. So changing the work week wouldn't really make much difference, but how you set your work week can be an important point for some businesses. So keep it in mind. Also, I mentioned that the over 40 rule is set at the federal level. Well, as you might guess, various states have developed their own rules as well. For instance, in Colorado, employers have to pay overtime for anything over 40 hours in a week or 12 hours in a day. In California, you have to pay overtime for anything over 40 hours in a week or eight hours in a day or the first eight hours of the seventh day worked. And if the employee works more than 12 hours in any day, that additional time is paid at double their regular rate. It's called golden time for a reason. Employees also get golden time for anything worked beyond eight hours on the seventh day worked. Again, another good reason to think carefully about when your work week begins and ends. So how is overtime calculated? Well, the easy answer is you take the employee's regular hourly rate, multiply it by 1.5 and voila, overtime rate, or multiply it by two to get the golden time rate. So see, generally pretty simple, right? Well, not so fast. What if the employee does different jobs for you in the same week, both at different hourly pay rates? Well, then you would use something called a weighted average to figure out what is the base rate to use for overtime calculations. Now, different states may have different rules around using weighted averages or not. So double check with your state. Speaking of rates, the feds have a little known and little understood rule around bonuses and overtime eligible employees. If you give a non-discretionary bonus to someone who's eligible for overtime, that bonus actually changes their rate of pay. And so it also changes their overtime rate. Let's break this down a bit further. First off, what is a non-discretionary bonus? Well, if a bonus is based on a predetermined formula, like an individual or group production bonus, or something based on work quality or accuracy, it's non-discretionary. It could also be something based on attendance or safety. When an employee knows about and reasonably expects the bonus, generally it's considered non-discretionary. So back to the example, if you give a non-discretionary bonus to an overtime eligible employee, you have to factor that into their overtime calculation. It gets added to their regular rate and that means you then have to recalculate all overtime for the period. And by the way, the period covers any amount of time the bonus covers. So if the bonus is quarterly, you have to recalculate all the overtime for that quarter. And if the bonus is annual, you have to recalculate everything for that year. Now, the good news is if the employee hasn't worked any overtime, well, then you don't have to recalculate anything. Two of the most popular questions I get are if the overtime wasn't authorized, do I still have to pay it? Yes, you do. If your policy is that overtime has to be pre-authorized and someone works without that authorization, your recourse is to take disciplinary action, but you can't just not pay them. So go ahead, put them on warning. If it keeps happening, you may even end up letting them go, but you still have to pay the overtime. And finally, can my employee waive their right to overtime? Absolutely not, there isn't any type of side agreement you can make with your employee to allow you not to pay overtime, particularly in California. Oh, and one more thing, make sure you pay all overtime in the pay period that it's earned, waiting two or three pay periods to pay it out, that's a big no-no. That's it, overtime in a nutshell. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place.